Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kurt Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This is the broadcast for November the 6th, the year of our Lord, 2020. This is our one of two and our goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio in the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen, we use the blueprint for liberty, the supreme law of the land, the Constitution for the United States of America. That is our guide. After all, ladies and gentlemen, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. And absolutely, the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the Founding Fathers, one of the great peaceful restorative solutions we have at our fingertips. As you know, it is a freedom-loving, fantastic, faith-filled Friday. And we're taking American narrative back, one heart, one mind, one issue at a time. The American narrative is all about God, family, and country, folks. And it's all about multi-generational folks getting involved because they know we live in the greatest country. And because they know the principles and the checks and balances and the absolute wonderful genius experiment the Founding Fathers put together, they know it's successful. And they know the only way to be successful going forward is to return to what made America great. That's a moral people. Welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live. Without further ado, we've got our guest, Cliff Maloney, with us. He's president of Young Americans for Liberty, YAL, if you will. YALiberty.org is the website. Cliff, welcome to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Gentlemen, appreciate you having me today. Give us a little quick clue of who you are and how you became president of YAL, sir. Well, that's a loaded question. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's been an interesting journey. Uh, when I was in college, I'm from outside of Philadelphia. I uh, went to school in Western PA to teach math uh, at middle school and high school math. So it's kind of been a... a, a a long journey to get here, um, but long story short, when I was in college, uh, I was arguing with a professor, and uh, somebody said, hey, you should look into a guy named Ron Paul, and uh, that was kind of the end of it. I watched the YouTube video uh, with Ron going after uh, Rudy Giuliani and kind of preaching about blowback, the famous moment in 2007. Oh, poor old Rudy got schooled on that one, didn't he? He really did, and that was kind of the first moment where I said, hey, you know, maybe they don't hate us because we're free. Maybe they hate us because we've been over there, we've been bombing their people, and, you know, when you when you bomb somebody's uh, house or their neighbor and you kill their parents, maybe that does cause some hatred. So anyway, that was kind of my first uh, first foray into liberty, and then from there, the rest is history. got involved with Young Americans for Liberty, which was uh, a continuation of Students for Ron Paul. And uh, was a chapter president, University of Pittsburgh, Johnstown, became the Pennsylvania State Chair, worked all the way up as a student, and uh, yeah, never made it through the classroom. In 2014, I took a full-time job with Yao. In 2015, I became Rand Paul's National Youth Director, and then uh, after the race, I uh, got offered the job to take over YAL, and uh, that was uh, back in 2016. So I'm getting old. Wow. I'm 29 now. I'm about to age out. Only got a couple years oh, not even so close. Uh... If you use Ron Paul's the example, <laughs> buddy, you'll be in like your 80s and you'll be riding your bike around and running from place to place. That's I our prayer anyway, right? Right, exactly. All right, let's talk a little bit about, speaking about math and being from Philadelphia and all that kind of stuff, you're a prime person to talk about. What about these electoral wins this week? It's, so far, it's incredible. I think that the mainstream press is um, 
Well, you can see their desperation. They claim President Trump's desperate, but you can see their desperation in everything they do and say, can't you? You know, I think it was a wake-up moment, uh, not just for Americans, but I think even those uh, you know, in the press, I think it's a moment where you kind of, yeah, I hate to say it, but it's just so obvious. You know, it's so obvious they're yearning for a Trump loss. Um, and I think it just makes it tough to trust anything, you know, that they're saying, because when you can see through that, whether you're a diehard Trump supporter or not, you know, it just, I mean, you, you can kind of see that they're not being authentic, right? And so, I, I don't know. I, I, I wish I could say that this ends peacefully and, you know, it ends in a way that's uh, understood. I just, I don't know. I think we're going to have two or three more lawsuits uh, in these states. And, and sadly, I think how the judges rule will determine it. Um, I think the judges, you know, if they say, hey, you can't count ballots that came in after the third, if they say, hey, you can't count ballots that were postmarked after the third, I mean, each state has their own rules, right? But, um, I mean, look, everybody's saying it looks like Biden will have the numbers. Uh, there's still probably one in four chance that Trump wins. But um, in my opinion, you know, it's, uh, it's, I think it's more just frustrating for everybody because I think people just kind of see through the bias. And, uh, you know, if Biden wins, he wins. But I, I'd love if we could have a press that would actually report and not be yearning for somebody to lose. That really irks me the wrong way. Well, and what's interesting to me about this is instead of being honest and saying, all right, listen, there are legitimate concerns about vote fraud. And what we need to do is get to the bottom of those uh, allegations. We need transparency. We need the rule of law. We need law and order. We need patience. We need, uh, and instead of talking about that and saying, hey, let the winner, you know, let the chips fall where they may, let's find out the truth. What they're doing is they're saying President Trump's allegations of fraud with no evidence whatsoever. That's their claim. But Cliff, there's evidence everywhere of concerns with voter fraud. For example, the night we were live for six hours on the night of the election, okay? And they literally stopped about 10, 1030 mountain time, about midnight, if you will, a little after. Eastern time, they literally stopped counting all the numbers, just stopped on all the networks, nothing increasing. It's like everybody just quit and went to bed. Look, I'm 53 years old. I'm not very old, but, you know, I talked to a bunch of people. No one has ever seen that happen ever in the history of elections. They always go till 2, 3, 4, 5 in the morning. They're always counting ballots overnight. But for some reason, everywhere, they just quit. And you got to say that alone is an anomaly enough to go, wait a minute, something isn't normal or right here. Something needs to be looked into. That's for starters. But then we wake up and there's a bunch of extra votes that just came out of nowhere. Maybe they didn't go to sleep. But yet then we try to find out and try to watch and try to document what happened and they're not allowing it. And so they're doing everything to heighten this allegation of fraud, but at the same time claiming there's no basis of evidence. Your thoughts? Yeah, you know, what's interesting to me is I definitely think there are certain things that you kind of have to say, what in the world's going on here? But I think what you said is right. You know, can we have a rational discussion about some of these things? I mean, I'd hope so. In my mind, there's only a few things that can happen that would, let's say, bring about a change or that, you know, our, our action. Somebody, if somebody said to you, hey, I've got a million bucks and I want to make sure that the election is, is not rigged, right? Or I want to make sure the election is, uh, is a fair uh, election here in our republic. Well, what I'd say to them is, look, I'd say I'd probably say save your money. But I tell people the only things you can do are let's say there are three things. One, you can take any of the incidents that are happening and research them. 
right? Dive in. And if you're able to find an incident of voter fraud, well, guess what? You know, depending on the state, depending on the margin, you know, you could have a problem. And then you could take action there if you're able to find proof. Um, that's that's the first thing. And obviously, you know, a lot of different videos are coming up and different incidents. Uh, incidents. You have the, the Sharpie incident in Arizona. You've got and, some and of what the, they uh, would say. What they would say there is, well, there's nothing to those allegations. And my response. But wait a minute. Um, there is something to those allegations. They're being investigated. They're being looked into. Just take the post office. They got court ordered to find a bunch of missing ballots. How does the mainstream press in good faith say there's no proof of these allegations? You might say that at the end of the day, um, there was nothing there. Time will only tell that if you're an honest person. You say, well, it's innocent until proven guilty. Okay. But I look at it and say, how do they say there's no evidence? He has no evidence. When you see evidence everywhere. Yeah. And I think, look, I mean, that's, that's what I try to tell people is they have to dive in on each of those. I think one of the problems you have is if you spread yourself too wide. Right. If you don't actually come up, you know, with some of the deep, like if you go deep or yeah, like if I were them, if I had one thing, I'd be diving in in one of the states that matters with that one thing. I was the Trump campaign. But the other two things I was going to say are this. I mean, you have a lot of rules where they say you have to have the ballot in by the third. Okay, some of the states and then some of the states that say it has to be postmarked by the third and some of them, my gosh, that are. You know, even even worse than that or, or further out than that. Um, so anyway, what I'm getting at is the, the, they're the other two things you can go after. The, you know, these types of, of lawsuits and injunctions, uh, I see Trump is trying to get them in some of the states to say, listen, the rule the rule currently stands in the state that they will count all ballots that are received up until, let's say, November 10th. You know, Trump is suing to say, no, they can only receive ballots that came up up until the 3rd. And in other states, it's not just when they receive them, it's when they postmark them. All right, but let's stop right, there, though. People, if you accept sure. a ballots till the 10th, and that's never been done before, and they're trying to now just make some new rule, new change to allow that to happen, you can't say that's not an allegation of fraud or manipulating the system. It absolutely is. Now, you can debate whether it's legitimate or not, but you can't debate that the allegation of fraud has a basis in fact. It's never been done before, Okay. To allow ballots that late, the circumstances are very strange. You can't say there's nothing to that in good faith if you're honest. Yeah, and I agree. And what I, what I'd say though is I would I'm not defending it, but I'd say I think there's a big difference between if these were the rules that were set, you know, two months ago versus if like you know the day before the election they said, oh, you know, hey, we realize that the trend in these mail-in votes is they go to one side. So let you know. Let's try to get as many mail-in votes as possible. How do we expand those, right? And I think that's the that, and that's the legal argument, right? Is that legal? Like you said, is that legitimate? And I think okay, that's and, why. And, Trump and let's is stop. Doing. It's not a debate whether it's legitimate or not at this point. It's a debate to say there's allegations that it's a question of legitimacy. Maybe that needs to be decided. But you can't say those allegations have no basis in the question, right? That's, no, like, saying you you don't, that's I, like saying you don't exist, even though you say you do. Okay, these people right. have and a I problem think- in their logic. Quick pause, ladies and gentlemen. Cl- Cliff Maloney with us. He's president of Young Americans for Liberty, YALiberty.org. I'm telling you, they're in college campuses across the country, and they're making a huge difference for liberty. Stay there, Cliff. Hold on. Why don't we say to the government writ large that they have to spend a little bit less? Anybody ever had less money this year than you had last? 
Anybody better have a 1% pay cut? You deal with it. That's what government needs, a 1% pay cut. If you take a 1% pay cut across the board, you have more than enough money to actually pay for the disaster relief. But nobody's going to do that because they're fiscally irresponsible. Who are they? Republicans. Who are they? Democrats. Who are they? Virtually the whole body is careless and reckless with your money. So the money will not be offset by cuts anywhere. The money will be added to the debt, and there will be a day of reckoning. What's the day of reckoning? The day of reckoning may well be the collapse of the stock market. The day of reckoning may be the collapse of the dollar. When it comes, I can't tell you exactly, but I can tell you it has happened repeatedly in history when countries ruin their currency. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President? In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. All right, Cliff Maloney with us for only a short time. Young Americans for Liberty, ladies and gentlemen, Y-A-L, Y-A-Liberty.org. So, Cliff, in a nutshell, I think that the, the dishonest reality that the desperate mainstream press is saying that there's no evidence whatsoever is falling flat on its face. When you literally have a court judge order the post office to find missing ballots, and the post office says we can't even find them on time. <laughs> that alone is enough across the country to say, hold on a minute now. Hold on a minute. Your thoughts? Yeah, and I think, look, I mean, if this doesn't prove to us how inept government is, I don't know what will. You know, I think uh, the, the, one, the one positive thing uh, that I think uh, will come out of all this is people saying, man, you know, government can't do anything right. I mean, government's the most inefficient thing in the world. But one thing I would say, and I'd really, really harp on this, is I think the Trump campaign or anybody that is trying to make a difference here, you cannot be vague. And what I mean by this is, look, you are right. You can make a claim that, wow, there are widespread things happening and something feels shady. But those types of claims help if you're the opposition. What, what, what hurts the opposition is if you come up with something specific. If you give the example you just gave and you talk about the UPS's comment and then you dive in on that. So that would be my one piece of advice to all the listeners out there is, look, be specific, because anytime we're vague, it gives the opponents, you know, the ability to kind of say, oh, well, you know, they don't have any proof. No, give specifics and make them rebut what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah. Hey, did the post office fulfill the court order on time? Yes or no? People, yes right. or no? The answer is no, they didn't. Was there a court order that they find missing ballots? Yes, there was. Now, if there's missing ballots, we need to know if that was intentional 
or not? If it's court-ordered, it's legitimate, right? Did they deliver on time? No, they didn't. Why, then, do you guys claim there's nothing here? You need to answer this, or our discussion is over. Right. I they agree. They need to be that in your face and blatant. And you got to do your research, though, to make sure you're right. Because if you're not careful, they'll manipulate the truth about what you're speaking of. All right. We won a ton of offices across the land. It's not all about just about the presidency, et cetera, et cetera. Republicans really handed their head to the Democrats, if you will, in this election across the board. They hope to take, uh, they hope to gain in the House. They hope to control the Senate. They hope to, they hope to, and they failed at every turn and they know it. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I mean, we saw it across the country. Um, I have to tell you, you know, look at YAL. We do a lot of state races where we take our students and uh, we go out and we door knock across the country for state legislative races. And I got to tell you, I mean, the Democrats are expecting to flip a bunch of houses uh, at the state level. Obviously, they were expecting to, to, to add some seats in the, the, the House in D.C., um, and they were hoping to take the Senate. But the Republicans holding the Senate, the Republicans gaining seats in the House. And then when it comes to state legislatures across the country, um, you know, the Republicans held everywhere for the most part. Um, and uh, we were actually able to flip the House in New Hampshire. And I'll share with your listeners, I mean, we had 153 races across the country at the state level for hardcore liberty-type Republicans and liberty-type candidates. We won 116 of those. Um, now, nine of them are still outstanding. So we had 28 losses, but 116 wins. We've got nine of them that are either in recounts or I'm dealing with this whole mail-in fiasco as well. That so means we you're over four out of five, races. though, right? Yeah. I mean, we're, we're having – how do I put this? Uh, based on all the it's polling, a smackdown, folks. The is the, hold on, it's a smackdown, folks. Is the truth, and they're not even willing to talk about it as they hound the president with their dishonest claims. That's really where we are. Yeah, and we need yeah, to step back on a broader note and say, you know what, we've won a ton of races, and we really got to credit Young Americans for Liberty and their incredible program, which you probably haven't even heard about, folks. And here's what it's called: Operation Win at the Door. And it chronicles how you can fund a door knocker. It chronicles of where they've uh, canvassed, where they've knocked, how many doors they've knocked by area, by detail, related to specific candidates. And you can see the evidence of their work. Cliff? Well, look, I need to hire you. That's the best promo I've ever heard. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, look, this is what we set out to do. We said the young people in this country are heading towards socialism. So we've got to not only got, get them back from the brink of socialism, but introduce them to the ideas of free markets and actual civil liberties, and then take that, that youth army and do something with it. Be effective, not just sit and talk in a circle, right? But how do we go out and make a difference? And that's not a shot at Liberty Roundtable, just to be clear. What I'm getting at is, you know, how do we take these young people who are passionate and energetic that are looking for something to do, and the outlet is, through Operation Win at the Door, we, we endorse all these Liberty State legislative candidates, and we drive turnout. And the program, we've elected 172 people since we launched this in 2018, and uh, we're just getting started. We're just getting started, but we do need funding. We do need a chapter on your campus and in your area, and we do need you to go to YA Liberty. Young Americans for Liberty, yaliberty.org. we got to finish up by talking about your lawsuit, Cliff. I know you got to go here in just a minute, but let's get this in real quick. There's an ongoing lawsuit against the city of Dallas. Tell us about it, sir. Yeah, so we had an event. We were going to have roughly 1,400 students uh, called Mobilize 2020, scheduled for the first week of August. 
And uh, we went back and forth with the city, and uh, they kept changing the rules. They had all these restrictions with uh, COVID. And look, we complied every step of the way. Masks, okay. Can't do box or uh, buffet lunches. Had to be box lunches. We said okay. They told us all these different social distancing rules. We said okay. Ten days before the event, they approved everything. Let me say it one more time. Ten days before the event, they approved every single thing that we had set up. Yep, you're good to go. So we had a bunch of expenses that then we unloaded. We spent about $160,000 on things that were non-refundable, staging, banners, a lot of the travel, et cetera. We get the staging there three days before the event is supposed to launch with 1,400 people. They tell us they're pulling the plug. You want to talk about a political hit job, you know, where it's like, come on, look, if they would have canceled three weeks out, I'd have been pissed off, but at the end of the day, I wouldn't be out $160,000, right? So that's one of the very frustrating things. And I said, look, I said, during this COVID thing, I'm all for being reasonable, rational, responsible, but I'm not going to sit back while tyrants, you know, try to like literally pick on young Americans for liberty because of our ideals. So we decided we're going to sue them. We're suing them for the damages. We're suing them to get our money back. And uh, I think more people need to step up and, and really go after some of these folks instead of giving them a free pass when they're obviously trampling on our rights. Well, and they obviously knew beforehand, they knew there was cutoff deadlines for uh, Yale to lose a lot of money here. And they waited till after those deadlines, knowing full well that time had already expired. They knew this ahead of time, and that should be part of the lawsuit to say, who knew what, when about this? Why three days when 10 days it was fine? What literally changed? What can you document that was significantly different to move the needle in your position to defend what you're now claiming different from what you've already documented you're willing to do? Um, I think that evidence and that clear change is where they're going to struggle. Yeah, and we're in discovery now, so hopefully we're able to see, you know, who made the decision and why. Um, But it's frustrating. Look, the city of Dallas let thousands and thousands of unmasked protesters and unmasked rioters in the street for months. I'm talking like this isn't like, you know, a day. This is like three to four months that people were rioting and they let them. We wanted to have a peaceful educational training event. Hold and, on. You know, Not we only did we want to have that, but we wanted to follow all the guidelines they gave us. Exactly. Or we are willing exactly. to. Let's say that. Right. Which, by the way, I wasn't excited about those. Just to be clear, <laughs> I was, uh, I was playing the game, but my gosh, I mean to see what they would do in the double standard they have. Um, But I just want to reiterate, people need to fight. I think right now a lot of people want to sit back. and uh, No, this is the time. If you believe in liberty, you got to believe in it in times of crisis. It's the most important time to take a stance. Cliff, do you think President Trump will uh, remain uh, the president for the next four years? What's going to happen at the end of this? Will the courts decide? Will the electoral college decide? What do you think will happen in the end? I think the courts will decide, but I don't think the courts will decide in people in the way people think. I think what will happen is you're going to have three or four different specific actions taken by the Trump or GOP in, in these swing states. And I think if they lose, you might see an appeal. But I think, uh, I think we'll know in the next three weeks here. Um, and I think if the numbers aren't there, I do think that Trump will say, hey, you know, Joe Biden wins. I was cheated, but Joe Biden wins. I do think it'll be a peaceful transition, but I think it's going to come down to whether the courts allow these ballots that came in after the third or that were postmarked after the third. I think that's going to be the difference. And I think it's going to be uh, 
something that's going to leave a lot of Americans frustrated on one side or the other. I think they're going to also find some hard examples of fraud and come back and say maybe fraud isn't as widespread as as President Trump makes you believe that it is, but there were significant evidence of fraud. Because if they really dig into it and do real discovery, that's what they'll discover. We know that's been true for literally decades. Cliff, my friend, thank you so much, sir. Appreciate all you do. Come back soon, will you? Always. You guys take care now. YALiberty.org. Get involved today. Thank you, sir. For Sam and Kurt, God save the republic, I'll tell you that now. Back in seconds on your radio. Your daily Liberty Newswire. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pry. President Trump's campaign pushed his legal battle in Nevada on Thursday amid a storm of lawsuits in key battleground states like Pennsylvania and Georgia. USA Radio News Val Dior has the latest from the Silver State. A Nevada official announced Thursday that the state will accept mail-in ballots until Tuesday, November 10th. They must, however, be postmarked by November 3rd as the nation awaits a vote count from the state that could decide the fate of the presidency. Nevada has six electoral votes to offer and with Democratic nominee Joe Biden at 264 as of Thursday afternoon. A win in the Silver State could see him reach the coveted 270 needed to secure a win. From the Texas USA Radio News Bureau. I'm Val Dior. Trump's legal team is claiming 10,000 people were allowed to vote in Nevada without being residents any longer. Jobless benefit claims dipped slightly this week to 751,000 as reported Thursday by the Labor Department. USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. I had begun to notice after 10 days with Balance of Nature, I felt better, more energetic. And believe me, for me, that's something because I have energy anyway. But as old as I am, that was really something to start really noticing. You know, we're all responsible for choosing what our attitudes are, but I had a better mental outlook. I mean, I always try to be positive, but there were subtle things in me that I began to notice. I just felt a difference with this. Get a wide variety of all your daily recommended servings of whole fruits and vegetables without having to leave your home. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 1-800-2468-751 or go to balanceofnature.com and use discount code USA. State health officials in Colorado are reporting that hospitalizations from coronavirus have reached the highest level since the pandemic began. Colorado Governor Jared Polis pleaded with residents Thursday to wear masks and reduce social interactions. About 121,000 cases of the coronavirus have been confirmed in Colorado, and the state health department recorded almost 3,000 cases Wednesday, a record high. Russia's President Vladimir Putin is planning to step down next year as speculation builds he may have Parkinson's disease. Moscow political scientist Valery Soloviev told UK newspaper The Sun that the Russian leader's 37-year-old girlfriend and his two daughters are pushing him to leave office. He intends to make public his handover plans in January, Soloviev told the news outlet. A pregnant Orlando, Florida woman didn't let labor stop her from casting her vote in the presidential election. Elections employee Karen Gonzalez said the husband asked for a ballot for his wife that was still in the car. He said she refused to go to the hospital until she was able to vote. USA Radio News.
right, back with you live. Sam Bushman, Kurt Crosby. Man, Cliff doing a phenomenal job for Young Americans for Liberty. Kurt, everybody I know has sued and or is suing the government. Not literally, but it feels like that, doesn't it? Yes, it does, Sam. Very good point. I don't know if it's the government or it's private sector um, on the government's errand, like in the case for Yal. You know, are they really suing the government? Not exactly, but kind of, right? It's an ongoing, uh, you know, lawsuit against the city of Dallas because the city is the one that forced the hotels to, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And the problem is what this does, Kurt, is create uncertainty in the land. For example, what if I want to plan an event for the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association? And I want to plan it, say, in January, February of 2021. Can I do that in good faith? Well, hotels, believe it or not, and uh, meeting venues and such have now added clauses. Listen to this. have literally added clauses to their contracts that say things like, hey, if the city shuts us down, then we'll cancel your event. And you know what? We'll keep a bunch of your money. And so that's really what Cliff's talking about. How do I know so much about it? Because I'm literally working on an event for the Constitutional Sheriffs and Peace Officers Association right now, and I'm negotiating contracts on hotels and everything else because I happen to be the um, operations manager for the CSPOA. And and I'm telling you right now, this stuff is real, Kurt. Well, it's already happened to them. They put out 160 grand. They canceled it three days before, took all a bunch of their money. Kurt, what, what do we do about this in the nation until we get a handle on this, COVID or not? You can't have a situation where no one can count on anything. You can't count on honest elections. You can't count on holding an event. You can't count on, okay, what do we do with this? Uh, but it's interesting to me how everybody seems to be suing everybody for everything all the time now. I guess it's a negative sign of our times. But yet it must be done, Kurt. I agree with, with Cliff. I'm not doubting what they're doing in any way. I'm just saying it's tough. But Cliff's right. We have got to fight for what we hold dear and believe in, Kurt. Well, I think that's accurate, Sam. I mean, it, I don't know what else we can do. I mean, you could, you see what the other side does, and they, uh, you know, start police cars on fire or burn buildings and bust windows and all that kind of stuff. But I don't think that's, uh, I mean, I know that's effective for them, uh, but it's not something that we uh, condone. The only thing I say we can do is this. I do think that we do not want to be, Uh, A lawsuit happy people, Kurt. So we don't want to just sue because we like lawsuits or we want to get a windfall of money. I think what we need to do when we sue, and I do think we need to sue because I believe it's the proper venue for a redress of grievance, okay? It's peaceful. It's not, as you mentioned, turning over cars and rioting and melting down. It is the legal, peaceful, law and order way to go. It's the way our founding fathers envisioned a redress of grievance to be resolved. So I support the, the, the necessity Uh, It's sad that it's so needful. But what I recommend people do is they check their heart and their mind and say, what am I suing for? What am I trying to accomplish? What am I trying to get out of it? Am I really, are my intentions really pure? And if they are, then I say go boldly, nobly, independently ahead and defend what we believe in and hold dear and what our founders fought for. Absolutely. Double down in that. Triple down in that. Work from morning till night. Anxiously engaged in a good cause for those things. But make sure your heart's pure. Make sure that 
you're really on the Lord's errand is the way I would call it. Make sure that your heart's right and that your intentions are right. You're not in it for a windfall of money. You're not in it for fortune or fame. That you're in it for the real right reasons. And I believe if you are, if we are, I should really say, then I believe the Lord will prosper our efforts, Kurt. And I think that's kind of the fundamental check that we need to make sure. It's not bad to have riches. I know people say riches are evil. I disagree. It's the love of riches that are evil. It's when you put your fortune above God that it's evil. But if you use your riches to prosper um, those things which are good, right, honorable, noble, make popular that which is good and make unpopular that which is evil, I believe you're on the right track, to say the least. All right, a quick recap of yesterday's show, Kurt. We had our guest on, Brian Russ, doing a phenomenal job. We talked about the Honest Money Report, Constitutional Currency, Gold and Silver. We talked about the Trump campaign pursues an aggressive legal strategy to challenge uh, in key states. Newt Gingrich says Trump should file uh, lawsuits in every single state, and he should uh, have Congress or the Senate investigate. The squad got elected, and they claim they have a mandate from the people. Alex Jones guested on the Joe Rogan show. Now they're questioning um, Spotify's responsibility. Can they have irresponsible people like Alex Jones on the radio? Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Alex Jones is irresponsible necessarily. What I'm saying is, is that a choice that the mainstream press decides? Is that a choice for Spotify to decide? Should Spotify be under the gun because some liberal extremists suggest that? Where's free speech? Where's the First Amendment? Where's free association? Hour two, we had a guest on. Ray Moore, he was our Red Pill interview, if you will, that we played. He's an Army chaplain, homeschool advocate. ExodusMandate.org is one of his websites. Now's the time for Christians to seriously consider homeschooling and private schooling. PublicSchoolExit.com is where you learn more about that. And we wrapped up that interview with a discussion of an incredible series of articles put together by The New American. TheNewAmerican.com is the website. Alex Newman kicked off that wonderful series of articles. And the series is called Rescuing Our Children. Tremendous radio stuff. We talked about Idaho police arrest three at an outdoor church event because of a mask mandate. They'll let the rioters go nuts, but you wear a mask and want to praise Jesus and sing hymns to your God, and oh, no, they'll shut you down. Sad to say. COVID cops pounce on pregnant lady, elderly ladies for sitting on a bench. That one's in Australia. So this is a worldwide crackdown on everybody. Well, not everybody. The people that are trying to do good, moral, natural, normal things, they're the ones getting beat up. But the rioters and the folks that destroy property, and they're left alone for some reason. It's the exact point uh, that our buddy with YAL just gave us, right? Okay. Cliff Maloney just highlighted, hey, they're letting people riot in the streets in Dallas forever, no problem at all with no masks. But yet the second they want to hold an educational event peacefully, following all the rules, obtaining permits, getting permission, everything in uh, proper, and they get shut down. The double standard's out of control, folks. Anyway, five Victorian Australia police officers were filmed surrounding two elderly women. I mean, it's out of control. Utahns overwhelmingly pass amendment to take slavery out of the state constitution. Weber, Utah High School moves to online classes via COVID-19. That's kind of good if we get people out of the government schools and keep them at home. That's a little better. Maybe their parents can teach them about the sacred cause of liberty, huh? Lil Wayne is the latest rapper to endorse Donald Trump. Joining Ice Cube, 50 Cent, and Lil Pump, Lil Pump in their quest to back and support and partner with the president. Lawsuit now takes issue with Ben and Jerry's 
ice cream. I guess it's about a happy cows lawsuit saying you're claiming these cows are happy and they're not. They're on big farms and <laughs> they're not happy cows is the idea. We talked about the laughing cow cheese products, wedges, dippers, and the cheese snacks, etc. We talked about at the end of the broadcast yesterday, the Tea Party patriots to hold what's called protect the vote protests across America. And we also mentioned our buddy Lloyd Marcus, who passed away. He was a big Tea Party, Trump-trained guy. Our prayers are with his family. And, well, hopefully he can work for the sacred cause of liberty in partnership with us from the other side. He was known as the unhyphenated American Lloyd Marcus, a wonderful gentleman. I considered him a dear friend. But he's gone to his maker. And you know what? I'm glad he's out of this world and in a better place. And don't get me wrong, I'm not glad that he's gone or passed away. I'm just saying that, you know what, there is a bright day after this life. Never forget that. And that's a recap of yesterday's news that I was refused to use. News that I was refused to use starts now, Kurt. Very good, Sam. Buenos dias. Uh, greetings and salutations. Howdy, howdy, howdy. Thank you. All right, I got to bring up a couple of news stories, Kurt. You know, they always Uh beat up President Trump saying he's just abusive with his language. He's just out of control. He's in everybody's faces. He makes people feel bad. I mean, Donald is just crazy. Why do we allow that, right? Very true, Sam. Mm -hmm. And we highlighted just recently how Joe Biden has attacked the Trump supporters saying these ugly people over there and all this kind of stuff and how the mainstream press, when the liberals do it, they don't seem to mind. They don't even hardly bring it up. It's no big deal. Um, well, <clears throat> newsmakers have been abusing Trump for a long time now, but I've found one of the most egregious of all. It's Anderson Cooper, Kurt. And Anderson Cooper, what, a CNN? Uh, he literally... Um, went after President Trump. So yesterday, President Trump gave a speech that was about 16 minutes long. In that speech, President Trump highlighted the fraud that's going on, highlighted what he believes to be happening. Anderson Anderson Cooper had a response that, Kurt, if you're going to be honest on both sides of the aisle, you should never say that kind of stuff about a sitting president. You should never say that stuff about President Trump. But he did, and no one seems to bring it up. Except for me. You'll hear the clip in seconds on your radio. Have we realized the assault against our lives, our liberties, our faith? To defeat this assault, Christians and all people of goodwill should have strategies to prevail in our faith and principles, which are simple. No need for a complex formula. One goal one aim a strategy like the heroic christians of the past we win they lose nothing less big q little q the calm before the storm by a friend of Megagoria. the strategy of heaven revealed big q little q the calm before the storm available on amazon.com or by calling Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. 
The spirit of the American West is alive and well in Range Magazine, the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues that affect the American West, its people, lifestyles, lands, and wildlife. The Loving Liberty Radio Network is proud to support the publisher's efforts to provide an active forum for solutions that preserve the vanishing American cowboy, farmer, and sheep herder. Each issue contains informative articles on life in the American West, along with breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of the cowboy spirit in our day. Each issue of Range Magazine also features great gift ideas, like the 2020 Real Buckaroo Calendar and the book Tales from Out There. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Just click on the shopping cart. The Loving Liberty Radio Network salutes the spirit of the American West and those who are keeping it alive at Range Magazine. So I agree President Trump uses incredible salty language to people sometimes, and he says things that are pretty unkind that he shouldn't say, and I don't defend that at all, never have, never will. When the, Trump, when the president's right, I give him credit. When the president's wrong, I speak out as I believe we should, not to attack the president, but to say, hey, you know what? That kind of language isn't good to come from anybody. And so now it's Anderson Cooper's turn. Look, he's abusing the president. President Trump spoke for about 16 minutes. You can agree or disagree with what president had to say, but you shouldn't be uh, abusive like Anderson Cooper is. But when the conservatives speak out boldly and attack somebody, then they get abused just saying, how dare you speak that way? And da, da, da. when the liberals do it, no one bats an eye. Joe Biden literally calling people, you know, ugly folks over there talking about rallies, calling people chumps. No big deal. Uh, Hillary Clinton calling people deplorables. You know, it wasn't really too big of a deal, but Donald gets attacked relentlessly. Now, I think that that kind of behavior towards anybody isn't very kind. We should try to rise above it. I'm not saying that I'm perfect and that I've never done it either. I'm just saying we should all try to do better. We should, you know what, accept the rebuke on all sides. Is that a fair statement? I think it is. Well, here's Anderson Cooper, though, in response to President Trump's speech last night. Listen carefully to this. That is the president of the United States. That is the most powerful person in the world, and we see him like an obese turtle on his back, flailing in the hot sun, realizing his time is over. But he just hasn't accepted it, and he wants to take everybody down with him, including this country. Wait a minute. He realizes his time is over, and he just doesn't admit it? Anderson, nobody's time is over until we get to the bottom of the vote counting. Don't you agree with that? Even your, quote, candidate, Joe Biden, telling you to have patience, Anderson. And now you run around and say President Trump knows his time is over? Well, what if he wins the election? Is this time over, Anderson? See, for a newsmaker, you shouldn't be saying stuff like that, my friend. But that's not even the worst of it. Then he says President Trump is destroying the country. Well, okay. I don't think it's appropriate for you to really say the president of the United States duly elected is destroying the country. But I defend your First Amendment nevertheless. You can say that. I just don't think it's really appropriate here. But the part that I'm attacking the most, Kurt, on this, or at least highlighting, is this. That is the president this of the idea. United States. That is the most powerful Watch. person in the world. And we see him like an, obese, like an obese turtle on his back, flailing in the hot sun, realizing his time is Like an obese turtle on his back, flailing in the hot sun. Like an obese turtle? I think the, the PETA folks and the, the animal people should get really mad at that, Kurt, saying, what do you mean an obese turtle? How dare you? But on top of that, though, comparing the president of the United States, duly elected, to an obese turtle? I mean, that's as 
what do you want to call it, Kurt? That's as abusive a language as it gets without dropping F-bombs everywhere and everything else. I mean, could you say something worse to somebody than that? Hey, Kurt, you're like an obese turtle baking in the sun. I just look at that and go, what? Yeah, it's uh, it reminds me, Sam, of the uh, reason that I uh, do all that I can to avoid uh, any program that includes Anderson Cooper. Amen to that. Anyway, so I find it interesting, though, that no one seemed to be speaking out about that. Who's complaining about this besides me? I don't really know of anybody. But how dare him speak that way when the liberals are the ones running around telling you how <clears throat> bad Trump's language is? From deplorables to that, to the statements of Joe Biden, wow. I mean, Joe Biden literally in the debate stage telling the president to shut up. Calling him a liar blatantly on the campaign stage. Okay, there's just as bad of language going both directions, and I pray that it would stop. That we could treat each other decently. Let's be above that. But the other thing is they make you believe that President Trump's speech for 16 minutes was just a deranged, desperate meltdown by the president. It's not even close to true. I thought would play it and I'll make some comments along the way because I think it's worth letting you hear the president in his own words uh, kind of level the allegations. And we'll talk about it as I make some comments. Kurt, you can too, of course. Just tell me to stop if you need me to along the way. Here's the president of the United States, Donald J. Trump. Good evening. I'd like to provide the American people with an update on our efforts to protect the integrity of our very important 2020 election. If you count the legal votes, I easily win. If you count the illegal votes, they can try to steal the election from us. If you count the votes that came in late, we're looking at them very strongly. But a lot of votes came in late. Now, that's an important point to make. And, And let's let the courts decide this. This is where Anderson and these guys can't come unhinged and attack the president or anything, you've got to say this. President Trump is articulating very detailed about what his gripe is, what his complaint is. There's a bunch of votes that have came in late. We don't believe they should be counted. We believe there's a difference between illegal and legal votes. And that's the president's point. And you can maybe say, I don't agree with you on it, but you can't say that he's given you no evidence or no detail, that he's just vague, that there's no evidence. He's clearly saying, I believe that there's vote count i'm sorry there's ballots that are legal they were turning on time and they should be legitimately counted and i believe there's a lot of ballots there that are illegal and should not be counted that's the core of the argument which i believe the president of the united states has every right to articulate but that's not vague or no evidence kurt no and you know he says hey i want to give the american people an update on you know where we are i mean he's not out of control or anything sam he's perfectly presidential and he's uh you know stating the facts as you know they are as and if he, he went out them. ranting and raiding and yelling then they would complain that what they do when he's like this they say the subdued president no, he's just he's just trying to show you the serious nature of the discussion here. He's not subdued or melting down. He's just this is a serious matter, Kurt. And and uh, you know at least uh, if you want to really examine, you know the whole uh, picture of this uh, vote thing, you know you can go clear back to the first days of his presidency when he complained about this, and they even put into place. Uh, and uh, what was it called? A committee? It was a, a fraud prevention committee commission team or whatever, and the Democrats shut that down. Well, that's right. Uh, people that don't want things looked at are going to, you know, 
not want that thing to change, right, Sam? You're right. Sad but true. But I think the president is being very appropriate here. He's uh, uh, dealing with a serious matter. Seriously. I've already decisively won many critical states, including massive victories in Florida, Iowa, Indiana, Ohio. Now, not only are they massive victories, but they're upset states that they didn't expect President Trump to win. This is not debatable. This is factual. To name just a few, we won these and many other victories despite historic election interference from big media, big money, and big tech. As everybody saw, we won by historic numbers. Well, this is... Go ahead, Sam. This is an area where, you know, I mean, I just don't think anybody can really question that. We've seen the the reports where 90-plus percent of the media's reports are negative towards the president. Then you see all this uh, censorship by big media, by uh, Yeah, for example, half the president's Um, tweets have been censored since the election, Kurt. Yeah, and and you've got all this um, parts of you know where they where they say hey we've got to have election integrity so you can't contribute more than so many dollars and yet there's massive amounts of uh, well contributions in my opinion in well they do it all through those packs where, and those other terms so that they don't get caught well yeah but they're you know it's not just a dollar Sam it's the if you're if you're censoring the president isn't that um, a contribution to the other guy. Uh, yeah, and that's where I would opinion. call election fraud, and then they would come back and say that's there's right. no evidence. It's like, that's well, it right. all depends on how you define evidence, right? That's exactly When you right. shut down half the president's communications to the people? That's right. Wow. All right. It knowingly wrong. They got it knowingly wrong. We had polls that were so ridiculous, and everybody knew it at the time. There was no blue wave that they predicted. Now, he's right about this. They predicted a massive blue wave that the president was behind by as much as 15 points. None of that became reality whatsoever. They said the Democrats are poised to take the House or, you know, increase the House, take the Senate. None of that came true. They thought there was going to be a big blue wave. Well, and just real quick, Sam, um, and he uses this to explain uh, hey, this is why, in my opinion, these other uh, results are very questionable. You know, they said, hey, in Florida, uh, I was going to lose by so such and such. It was completely opposite. You know, I won by a big margin. Uh, he And he points out that these uh, polls are done to um, basically reduce his um, supporters where they won't Yeah, quells voter turnout. That's right. That's right. And, and um, you know, in my opinion, that's also another contribution in kind to the other side again. You know, where yeah, it's now the president's like, go not going ballistic. He's prop. just explaining and articulating exactly where he stands yeah. and why he's that's saying right. what he's saying. Here he continues. False. It was done for suppression reasons. But instead, there was a big red wave. And it's been properly acknowledged, actually, by the media. They were, I think, very... Again, factual. The media has had to acknowledge that there's a lot more of a red wave than they thought, and there's not the blue wave that they thought. And, hey, the Republicans really across the country did very well indeed. And how is it true in all across the country cases, but not in the president's case? It's a fair question. And you'll hear him say, and you'll hear him say... um, it's too late, you know. They they acknowledge it now, but it doesn't help us like it would have if you know if they had said it before. Yeah, or here he goes. Honest before. 
very impressed, but that was after the fact. That doesn't do us any good. We kept the Senate despite having twice as many seats to defend as Democrats. And That's a, a really important really part, if you ask me, Sam. You know, see, have you seen that anywhere? I haven't seen reports about that. If I've been if you on have, it. well, what I mean, young though, Americans for Liberty just doubled down and reported on it. That, hey, we've retained yeah. way more seats across the country. It's been a Republican. No, not that part. Deal. I'm talking about if you had more Senate seats to um, defend, then you have you know greater opportunity of loss. Right. That's right. So, you know, because there's a six year um, pattern in the Senate, you know, then certain times you have more of your senators are up for reelection. And that, to me, is another real key point here. Even though they had more to defend, they still, you know, move forward and, you know, advance things. And, and uh, Lindsey Graham, one of the main targets of the left, says that. It's because of what the president did that we did well. Amen. Here it is. Much more competitive states. We've, uh, we did a fantastic job with the Senate. I think we're very proud of what's happened there. We had many more seats to defend. They spent almost $200 million on Senate races in South Carolina and Kentucky alone, two races, and hundreds of millions of dollars overall against us. At the national level, our opponent's major donors were Wall Street bankers and special interests. Our major donors were police officers, farmers, everyday citizens. Yet for the first time ever, we lost zero races in the House. I was talking to Kevin McCarthy today. He said he couldn't believe it. Zero races. Very unusual thing. Zero. And actually won many new seats with, I think, many more on the way. This was also the year of the Republican woman. More Republican women were elected to Congress than ever before. That's a great achievement. All right, that's a huge point as well <clears throat> that the Democrats don't acknowledge. They act like they're all for women all the time. But when Republican women literally rock, I mean, it blows the squad of four people away. There's been dozens of women that have that have now been uh, elected to Republican-led um, offices, if you will. And not a peep from the mainstream press. Not a peep. But I commend all the women for doing a great job and standing up for liberty. That's hour one. When we come back, hour two, we'll continue to break down the president's speech. You can decipher. Do you think he's crazy like they claim, or do you think he's got a great delivery? I think the latter. Live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West. West. You are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk Show. All right, happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman and Kirk Crosby live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that I refuse to use, no doubt, continues now. This is the broadcast. For November the 6th, Friday, in the year of our Lord, 2020, this is hour two of two. We're right in the middle of President Donald J. Trump's speech to the public. Trump delivers remarks as vote count continues. And, um, you know, they want you to believe in the mainstream press that Donald's just frothing at the mouth, that he's crazy, that he's unhinged. A, a desperate president just continues to just melt down. Uh, he, they said he's like a, you know, 
obese turtle on its back frying in the sun, uh, you know, kind of stuff. That's Anderson Cooper's description. These people are just unhinged. And so we're playing the president's speech in its entirety so that you can hear how reasoned and how clear the president is about his claims. He's saying, hey, the core of this argument is that there's legal ballots, the ones that get turned in on time. And then there's illegal ballots that they're counting that, you know what, they come in after the fact. And we're going to have to have the court decide which ones are the legal versus the illegal ones. Okay, that's a very clear statement. Then he went on and talked about how we're winning everywhere. How can we be winning everywhere Republican-wise? Really a, a hammer dunk for Republicans for the most part. But President Trump just continues to marginalize, marginalize, and get worse and worse and worse and worse over time. How does that happen? He talked about the incredible wins across the country. He talked about the fact that they didn't lose any in the House. They defended the House really well. The Senate, they're maintaining. He talked about unprecedented women that are Republicans being put into office. Uh, where's, the Repu- where's the Democrats and all those guys who always love to say, hey, you know, we need chances for women. They're silent on this one, right? Uh, and the president doing a great job of explaining his position and the circumstances surrounding what he believes to be vote fraud. Now, you can agree or disagree with the president on this. I happen to agree with him. But you can disagree if you want to. But what you can't do is just attack him and abuse him as if he's just desperate. And It isn't the truth. He's highlighting very appropriately why he has filed lawsuits in certain contested areas. He wants transparency in the truth. He wants due process in the rule of law. And he believes that he's been wronged. He has every right to have a redress of grievance in the courts. Where is somebody speaking out for the president saying that's the appropriate venue? It's not to just stay in office and refuse to leave. It's not to call out the military. It's not to riot in the streets. It's to use the appropriate redress of grievance avenues the founding fathers set up for us. That's what the president of the United States is doing. He continues. I won the largest share of non-white voters of any Republican in 60 years, including historic numbers of Latino. Now, that's fact. Even the mainstream press is admitting that. African-American, Asian-American, and Native American voters, uh, the largest ever in our history. We grew our party by 4 million voters, the greatest turnout in Republican Party history. Now, they say President Trump was trying to squash votes and shut down votes. How is that when we have the greatest voting numbers in history? Uh, Democrats are the party of the big donors, the big media, the big tech it seems, and Republicans have become the party of the American worker, and that's what's happened. And we're also, I believe, the party of inclusion. As everyone now recognizes, media polling was election interference, in the truest sense of that word, by powerful special interests. These really phony polls, I have to call them phony polls, fake polls, were designed to keep our voters at home, create the illusion of momentum, for Mr. Biden and diminish Republicans' ability to raise funds. They were what's called suppression polls. Everyone knows that now. And uh, it's never been used to the extent that it's been used on this last election. To highlight just a few examples, the day before election. Okay, so for people who don't, you know, they say he's so vague, he doesn't have any details. Now he goes into specific examples. In Quinnipiac, which was wrong on every occasion that I know of, had Joe Biden up by five points in Florida, and they were off by 8.4 points, and I won Florida easily, easily. So uh, they had me 
losing Florida by a lot, and I ended up winning Florida by a lot. Other than that, they were very accurate. Uh, they had him up four points in Ohio, and they were up by 12.2 points. And I also won Ohio, great state of Ohio, very easily. The Washington Post said Biden up 17 points in Wisconsin, and it was basically even. They were off by about 17 points. So these are very detailed. He's specific. He's saying news agencies and what they reported. He's saying what the truth is. He's saying state by state. He's giving numbers. You can't say that he's vague and not really giving you exactly the points being made. He is. And they knew that. And these are, by the way, Sam, these are details that could be used to say um, this happened, therefore this should be the case here. Even if it's difficult to recreate those numbers in those other places, um, when when the uh, you know um, polling was done and said, hey, there's this 17 point lead or whatever it is, you know. And then the actual numbers are, are way different. He can use that. I believe a good attorney could use that to say, look, uh, here's what happened here. What would Why it have been like? It would have been thing. even more extreme uh, in the favor of President Trump if they hadn't manipulated ahead of time with their false exactly. uh, intentional numberings is the point, right? Yeah. And, and I think it's valid. Fraud. And they can use it to say, then that should be the same result in these other ones where we know there's all this election fraud. I mean, we've got uh, people reporting now. Uh, you've got your different, uh, uh, pl- like, postmen. There was one yesterday uh, saying basically. Yeah, there's uh, vote fraud. Hey, I know. Uh, I mean, yeah, he's saying, uh, hey, uh, in my my. Uh, place here the supervisor told us even though the ballots are supposed to be marked the third uh he said uh when they come in on the fourth we'll just stamp them the third you know and the uh, the uh, project veritas guy calls that supervisor and the supervisor hangs up yeah so know, this is an example where they say president trump yeah. has no evidence they say without evidence no evidence just not that true. is absolute evidence now you can say that guy's lying if you want to we need to go to court to vet that and find out the truth. Maybe fine, but you can't say that there's no evidence. There's a serious, hardcore allegation by somebody who would know. The president continues. Stupid people. They knew that. Suppression. There are now only a few states yet to be decided in the presidential race. Uh, the voting apparatus of those states are run in all cases by Democrats. We were winning in all the key locations by a lot, actually. And then our numbers started miraculously getting whittled away. Now, this is where we complained. We were live for six hours that night. All of a sudden, all the vote counts just stopped. And then hours later, miraculously, okay, this is something that we noted. And we had a bunch of people on the radio with us. Kurt was one of them. We were live for six hours, and we said this is an anomaly like we have never, ever seen in our entire lifetimes. The president articulates it very well right here. In secret, and uh, they wouldn't allow legally permissible observers. We went to court in a couple of instances, and we were able to get the observers put in. And when the observers got there, they wanted them 60, 70 feet away, 80 feet. Now, let me stop you. How do, why do we have to go to court to get observers in there? That just shows that, you know what, what they're doing is wrong. And when they get called on it by the courts, then they're forced to change what the reality is, right? 
This isn't just a vague, well, exactly unknown, right. you can't put a finger on what the president's saying. This is concrete, hard. The courts said, post office, go find the missing ballots. The, po- the courts said, wait a minute, those observers legally have the right to be there. These aren't debatable issues, Kurt. Well, and we've seen this in even our own um, campaigns, Sam, in little towns and things like that where you think, hey, uh, that shouldn't be happening in America. And then you see it on this you know, national uh, thing where you're talking about massive fraud. Uh, yeah, which you have to get the courts really to even let you watch it. Well, and then you get that, and and like he says later, they're trying to appeal that decision, or in other words, and they're, they're saying, also trying to keep you seventy feet away, so you can watch as long yeah. as you watch so far away. Hey, the, even the magician they're, could deceive you. You know, people are trying to use like binoculars uh, to do it and stuff <laughs> All right, like here we that. Go. I mean, it's just insane. A hundred feet away or outside the building to observe people inside the building, and we won a case, a big case, and. Uh, we have others happening. There are a lot of, lots of litigation, even beyond our litigation. There's tremendous amount of litigation generally because of how unfair this process was. And I predicted that. I've been talking about mail-in voting for a long time. It's, uh, it's really destroyed our system. It's a corrupt system. And it makes people corrupt even if they aren't by nature. But they become corrupt. It's too easy. They want to find out how many the votes they need, and then they seem to be able to find them. They wait and wait, and then they find them. And you see that on election night. We were ahead in vote in North Carolina by a lot, tremendous number of votes. And uh, we're still ahead by a lot, but uh, not as many, because they're finding ballots all of a sudden. Oh, we have some mail-in ballots. It's amazing how those mail-in ballots are so one-sided, too. I know that it's supposed to be to the advantage of the Democrats, but in all cases, they're so one-sided. We were up by nearly 700,000 votes in Pennsylvania. I won Pennsylvania by a lot, and uh, that gets whittled down to, I think they said now we're up by 90,000 votes. And they keep coming and coming and coming. They find them all over, and they don't want us to have any observers, although we want a court case. The judge said you have to have observers. Likewise, in... Quick pause. You're listening to Liberty Roundtable Live. for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3, founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. 
one thing 2020 has made clear. Being prepared for the unexpected sure helps in times like these. In this spirit, we would like to invite your family to the Loving Liberty Emergency Preparedness Fair at Liberty Hall, Saturday, November 21st from 11 to 3. Whether you're just starting your preparedness out or you're looking for a few more odds and ends, we've got you covered. Hear from preparedness experts, get supplies from vendors, enjoy great barbecue from the IDK Barbecue Food Truck, make new friends and connect in person. Come join us Saturday at Liberty Hall, November 21st from 11 to 3. Just register online at lovingliberty.net. That's lovingliberty.net. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. All right, President Trump continues his comments from last night. Likewise, enjoyed, and they're appealing. Actually, they're appealing. Uh, we want a case that we want people to watch, and we want observers, and they're actually appealing, which is sort of interesting. I wonder why that appeal, that all we want to do is have. Now, I have a question for the liberals who claim there's no evidence. If uh, President Trump won a case, um, are they appealing that case? Trump says they are. If they are, how do they claim there's nothing to it if they're appealing? Why would you appeal nothing? Okay, that, yeah. You know what this reminds me of? This reminds me of a TV show. Yeah. It's called Sue Thomas. Uh, FBI. And what happens in this thing is this guy, um, he stole a bunch of money and he had these suitcases. And so they went to his house and then all of a sudden he says, yeah, I got to check my laundry. And he runs out of the back of the house with these suitcases. And they obviously anticipate him bailing out the back door. So they catch him and they're like, where are you going, buddy? He's like, nowhere. What do you got? He's like, nothing. And so then the FBI guy jokes and he goes, you're running away from your house with a suitcase full of nothing. And it's just like, what? And it kind of brings up what I'm saying here. If there's nothing to what President Trump's saying, okay, if he's just all crazy and there's no evidence, who's appealing nothing, Kurt? Why would you appeal nothing? Well, and that's that's the key thing. So, so they've the president's asked to have their side there to watch the legal counting, right? Yes, sir. and they're saying. No, uh, you know, you can't watch. And yet, remember how many times we're told... Well, the court same, says, uh, yes, you can watch. Yeah, the court says you can, and they're appealing that. They're saying, no, we don't want anybody watching. Yeah, but they're appealing uh, nothing. And, uh, well, yeah, that's what they say, but they're really appealing yeah. that they want to keep doing this in secret. That's right, and, and in this and suitcase you, example that I gave, there was really suitcases of money. That's why the guy was running. It wasn't nothing. Yeah, that's right. All right. That's exactly what's going on here. Well, and I that's think. why the mainstream press just loses all credibility over this. How do they claim but there's they don't nothing even to cover this? It, right? There's nothing to this, but they're appealing nothing. I get it. All right, I'll here bet we go. Most people don't even know this, though. Well, that's because they don't listen to Liberty Roundtable Live. That's why. And that's why we got to have the president in his unvarnished, unmanipulated uh, statements. I mean, we can make comments along the way to, to talk about it or whatever. But look, you're hearing the president all by himself. Very reasoned, very appropriate. He's not pounding the pulpit, melting down. He's not angry. He's not belligerent. He's not crying. He's very methodically laying out the reality of his position. Here he goes. Here he continues. But watch as they do the vote tabulations. 
Likewise, in Georgia, I won by a lot, a lot, with a lead of over getting close to 300,000 votes on election night in Georgia. And by the way, got whittled down. And now it's getting to be to a point where I'll go from winning by a lot to perhaps being even down a little bit. In Georgia, a pipe burst in a faraway location, totally unrelated to the location of what was happening. And Now, this is a, a point that I want to really drill in on. Um, they claim that a broken pipe caused the stopping of the count for hours. President Trump now saying, hey, you know what? That wasn't even in the same location. It shouldn't have stopped the vote count. Did it? And if it did, why? See, these aren't, these aren't vagaries. These aren't unprovables. These are legitimate things that you could drill into and find out. Was it a separate location that's unrelated? And if so, why did the vote count stop for hours? All right, so let's continue here. He makes the point. Because somebody did that. Four hours, and a lot of things happened. The election apparatus in Georgia is run by Democrats. We also had margins of 300,000 in Michigan. We're way up in Michigan, won the state. And uh, in Wisconsin, we did likewise fantastically well. And uh, that got whittled down. Every, in every case, they got whittled down. Today, we're on track to win Arizona. We only need to carry, I guess, 55% of the remaining vote, 55% margins. And uh, that's a margin that we've significantly exceeded. So we'll see what happens with that. But we're on track to do OK in Arizona. Now, let me stop you there. He's saying we're doing very well, but then he says we'll have to wait to see if we do okay there. He's willing to wait for the election results as well. They claim that he's not, but that proves that he's willing to peacefully wait. He's like, hey, you know what? It's progressing there. We're waiting on that. He's not all out of control and belligerent. He's not riding in the streets and overturning cop cars and burning things to the ground or, or pounding. The, he's not even pounding the pulpit. He's just saying, hey, I believe they're committing vote fraud. We're suing to stop it. We're going to have accountability. We've already won some cases. Here's where the, I believe the reality is. Here's what we're waiting on. I don't think you could be more reasoned and more appropriately delivering this kind of a message. Here he continues. Uh, our goal is to defend the integrity of the election. We're he tells you what our goal is. Our goal is to defend the integrity of the election. I think that's a very clear, reasoned statement. We'll not allow the corruption to steal such an important election or any election for that matter. And uh, we can't allow silence of anybody to silence our voters and manufacture results. I've never had, I've been doing a lot of public things for a long time. I've never had anything that's been as inspirational by people calling, talking, sending things to us. I've never uh, seen such, uh, such love and such affection and such uh, spirit as I've seen for this, people know what's happening. And so now he's praising the American people and saying, I've never seen such love and support. Where's the mainstream press going to tell you about that? Anderson Cooper's off there talking about Donald Trump's like a, you know, a bloated, you know, obese turtle on his back baking in the sun or whatever this imagery. The president's going, yeah, the outpouring of love and kindness. I, I'm so appreciative of that. Again, the difference in what you see in the media versus what Trump is delivering are absolutely 180 and you need to know it. They see what's happening, and it's before their eyes. And uh, there are many instances which will be reported very shortly. There's tremendous litigation going on. And this is a case where they're trying to steal an election. They're trying to rig an election. And we can't let that happen. Detroit and Philadelphia, known as two of the most corrupt political places anywhere in our country, easily 
cannot be responsible for engineering the outcome of a presidential race, a very important presidential race. In Pennsylvania, Democrats have gone to the state Supreme Court to try and ban our election observers, and very strongly. Now, we won the case. Uh, Hold on. If why are they going to court trying to ban something if President Trump doesn't have anything? Why go to court to try to shut something down if it's no big deal and President Trump is so vague and so clueless that it's irrelevant? Why go to court and ban that? Let's just let the courts, you know. But he tells you about this court case a little bit more. But they're, they're going forward. They don't want anybody in there. They don't want anybody watching them as they uh, count the ballots. And I can't imagine why there's absolutely no legitimate reason why they would not want to have people watching this process. Because if it's straight, uh, they, would be, they should be proud of it. Instead, they're trying, obviously, to commit fraud. Uh, there's no question about that. In Philadelphia, observers have been kept far away, very far away, so far that people are using binoculars to try and see. And there's been tremendous problems caused. They put uh, paper on all of the windows so you can't see in. And the people See, imagine that kind of behavior. See, here's the part where the mainstream press is so negligent. They're saying cl- Trump has no claims, no valid claims, no evidence. Are there really people trying to view elections with binoculars? Yes or no? Are there really evidence of Democrats putting paper up on windows so you can't see the votes? If so, you got to ask yourself the open, honest question. Why on I saw earth the pictures. Would, why on earth would that be going on? Yeah, I know, but people could manufacture yeah. pictures, Kurt. I know, that's true. But, so I'm just uh, saying, I'm let's saying find is, out the truth, though. And if they're know, saying that there's yeah. no evidence, when, when Democrats are literally putting up paper to block out windows, you got to ask yourself, why would they do something like that? If it's on the up and up and it's legitimate and valid and the president's just whacked out crazy, Looney Tunes as it all That's gets right. out, then well, you know what? Document that the Democrats are putting up paper to block windows. Let the American people see it for what it is and decide. But the American people yeah, will like, quickly realize when they're putting paper up to block out windows, that isn't because it's straight. Wrong. That's right. And the uh, Fox News guy, oh, Chris Wallace, the guy that did the first, um, you know, um, what uh, debate there he says there doesn't seem to be any hard evidence of fraud okay so i got a question then chris why don't you show while you're saying that while you're saying that why don't you show the democrats putting up paper to block out observers yeah because it would destroy your whole dishonest argument you thug okay this is just dishonesty right we continue people that are banned are very unhappy and become somewhat violent the 11th Circuit ruled that in Georgia, the votes have been in by Election Day, that they should be in by Election Day. Okay, did the courts rule that? If so, what do you mean no evidence? The ballots should be in by Election Day. And if we have allegations people are changing dates and times to put ballots in under the wire? Okay, this is very detailed from the President of the United States, ladies and gentlemen. The suggestion that he's vague and there's no evidence is an absolute blatant, in-your-face dishonesty. And ladies and gentlemen, I submit the issue is honesty. And they were. Votes are coming in after election day. And uh, they had a ruling already that you have the votes in by election day. To the best of my knowledge, votes should be in by election day. Imagine that. Exposing corruption. Informing citizens. Pursuing liberty. 
You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA Radio News with Lance Pride. Vladimir Putin is planning to step down as Russia's president next year amid growing fears for his health. The claim is made by Moscow political scientist Valery Soloviev. In the paper, The Sun, Soloviev also said the Russian leader's girlfriend and his two daughters are pushing him to leave office. There's speculation Putin has contracted Parkinson's disease from medical people watching videos on Putin's recent public appearances. Russian lawmakers are also considering legislation proposed by Vladimir that would grant all future Russian ex-presidents lifetime immunity from criminal prosecution. Election officials in several states said Thursday they are worried about their safety of their staffs amid a stream of threats and gathering of angry protesters outside their doors. Joe Gloria, the Register of Voters in Clark County, said, I can tell you that my wife and my mother are very concerned for me. While the protests have not been violent or very large, local officials were distressed by the crowds and concerned about the relentless accusations. USA Radio News. Balance of nature's fruits and vegetables in a capsule. Changing the world one life at a time. The product that you have given me here is, as far as I'm concerned, sent to me from heaven. I love it a great deal. It's hard to find anything that's real nowadays. I enjoy it immensely. It's making my life so much better. I feel so much better. And during this pandemic, I have no worries whatsoever. My immune system has got to be at a top-notch level. I don't seem to get colds or anything. I don't know what getting sick is anymore. This is so cool. Experience the Balance of Nature difference for yourself. Right now, Balance of Nature is offering free shipping and 35% off on any new preferred order. Call 800-246-8751. That's 800-246-8751. Or by going to balanceofnature.com and make sure to receive this special radio offer by using discount code USA. Texas police have made an arrest in the fatal shooting of actor Eddie Hassel in Dallas last weekend. Grand Prairie police say they arrested 18-year-old Dijon Antone on a capital murder charge Wednesday in Dallas, according to the Associated Press. Hassel was best known for roles in NBC's Surface and 2010's Oscar-nominated The Kids Are All Right. He was also in the 2017 films Oh Lucy and Bomb City. Police spokesman Mark Basita said he was a victim of wrong place, wrong time. The United States has set a record for the number of new coronavirus cases in a single day, recording more than 100,000 on Thursday. The number of hospitalized patients or those that have died were not included in the report by the New York Times. Denmark State Serum Institute, which deals with infectious diseases, has found mink-related versions of coronavirus in 214 people since June. That's according to a report on its website Thursday. One strain of the mutated coronavirus, which has prompted Denmark to wipe out its entire herd of mink, has, however, only been found in 12 people on five mink farms. USA Radio News. Begging politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. President Trump last night delivered remarks as the vote count continues articulating his position very reasonably, very logically. Uh, and I believe very credibly, the mainstream press literally melting down over this. I'll, I'll prove the point here as this uh, audio unfolds. But we're listening to the president making comments. I think the president is very well-reasoned, very appropriate, very in control of himself. They make you believe that he's just foaming at the mouth crazy. But everything he's documented here, everything that he's highlighted, really, in my opinion, articulates the point so well. And if you could only hear the president instead of the gaggle of the media, 
You would know this. That's why we're playing it all live, or I should say playing it all back in its entirety and, and making comments along the way. Here's the president as he continues. Democrat officials never believed they could win this election honestly. I really believe that. That's why they did the mail-in ballots where there's tremendous corruption and fraud going on. That's why they mailed out tens of millions of unsolicited ballots without any verification measures whatsoever. Now, let's stop there. They claim there's no evidence. Did they mail in or mail unsolicited ballots? Okay, Kurt, why would you mail unsolicited balances to the, or ballots to the masses? Okay, this isn't debatable. This isn't a question. This isn't vague. This isn't confusing. This isn't no evidence. President Trump is saying there, we have no business mailing out unsolicited ballots. Well, I mean, Sam, if you're serious about making sure that the election count is accurate, then why in the world would you do that? It's just, I mean, no sane individual would do that if they're really concerned with with the numbers. On the other hand, if, if, and I think this is easily, you know, approved, but if they're really wanting fraud and uh, hoping to, you know, stuff the ballot box, then that's exactly how you do it. All right, it continues here. And I've told everybody that uh, these things would happen because I've seen it happen. I watched a lot of different elections before they decided to go with this big, massive election with tens of millions of ballots going out to everybody, in many cases totally unsolicited. This was unprecedented in American history. This was by design, despite years of claiming to care about the election security. They refused to include any requirement to verify signatures, identities, or even determine whether they're eligible or ineligible to vote. People are walking okay. in there. They have no idea. They do now, this is true. Look, this is unprecedented. Uh, Increased vote by mail. It's unprecedented in history. You can't argue with the president on that. You would say, oh, we've done it in certain areas before. Yeah, you have. But it's unprecedented in its scope. Uh, and that's what president's saying. That the post office can't handle it. Society can't handle it. You got no uh, security measures in place. You can't debate the president on this because it's factual. This is where they say he, he's without claim, without merit, without evidence. The evidence he's pointing to is everywhere. It's taken numbers they're writing down things the workers and doing a lot of bad things and we have a lot of information coming and litigation that you'll see that will uh, shake even you people up and you've seen it all the officials overseeing the counting in pennsylvania and other key states are all part of a corrupt democrat machine that you've written about and for a long time you've been writing about the corrupt democrat machine i went to school there and i know a lot about it, it hasn't changed a long time ago and now, to continue with the president's point, even Barack Obama said, hey, it helps when the Democrats are in charge of the machines. I've got him on audio in the commercial that I built that, that highlights that reality. Even Barack makes that claim. So how do they say there's no evidence when Barack says the same thing? It really helps when Democrats are in charge of the machines. See, in my opinion, President, former President Barack Obama should go to prison over that kind of a statement. If he knows that and he hasn't exposed it, he's involved in the fraud. Change has gotten worse. In Pennsylvania, partisan Democrats have allowed ballots in the state to be received three days after the election, and we think much more than that. And they are counting those without even postmarks or 
any identification whatsoever. Now stop. Are we counting ballots without postmarks and without any identification whatsoever? If we are, then the president's right. Now, again, you can disagree with him, say, no, we're not. I don't believe that's happening. Fine, let's go to court and find out. But you can't say the president isn't giving you evidence. He's saying the allegation is that there are vote uh, ballots that are being counted that don't have proper postmark and or proper identifying marks on them to legitimize those ballots. Is that true? I believe that it is. But if is that true? It isn't a debate on the president looks like a turtle upside down baking in the sun or whatever, and he's an obese turtle. It isn't the president has no evidence. That's a dishonest lie. Okay? Either there are ballots being counted that are not legitimate, as he's pointing out, that don't have proper signatures and that don't aren't properly postmarked, or there's not. We need the truth. So you don't have postmarks, you don't have identification. There have been a number of disturbing irregularities across the nation. Our campaign has been denied access to observe any counting in Detroit. Detroit is another place. And uh, I wouldn't say it has the best reputation for election integrity. Poll workers in Michigan were duplicating ballots. But when our observers... Stop. Are they duplicating ballots? Again, these things need to be drilled into in court, and we need to find out. If they're duplicating ballots, then the mainstream press needs to say Trump was right. We were wrong. There is the evidence. But he says without evidence. Uh, he's He's making an allegation that they're duplicating ballots. Is that true? I'm not here to debate who's right or wrong. I'm just here to ask you an honest question. Is that true? And if it is, there's a problem. Okay, why can't the mainstream press not pick sides? Why can't they just ask the honest questions? Hey, President Trump says they're duplicating ballots in Detroit, Michigan. I don't know how you can get more specific than that. Is it true? Is the only question we should be asking right now. The only question. Was attempted to challenge the activity. Those poll workers jumped in front of the volunteers to block their view so that they couldn't see what they were doing. Is that true? Did they literally have people jumping in front of other people so they couldn't see what they were doing? Are they really putting paper on windows? If they're doing those things, you, can, you shouldn't be surprised that people are frustrated about that, should you? And it became a little bit dangerous. One major hub for counting ballots in Detroit covered up the windows again with large pieces of cardboard. And so they wanted to protect and block the counting area. They didn't want anybody seeing the counting, even though these were observers who were legal observers that were supposed to be there. In Detroit, there were hours of unexplained delay in delivering many of the votes for counting. Is that true? Were there hours of unexplained delay? That's not a, a debate to attack anybody. It's an honest question. Were there hours of unexplained delays? If so, it adds to the questionability of things here. The final batch did not arrive until 4 in the morning. And uh, even though the polls closed at 8 o'clock, so they brought it in and the batches came in and nobody knew where they came from. Okay, hold on. Were there batches that came in at 4 in the morning? We were told six hours before that or something, four hours before that, that they had stopped counting or whatever. We saw, okay, but what, where did those votes come from? Where do, who came in at 4 in the morning? What have they been doing for the last four hours? What's going on? You can't say these are not legitimate questions to ask. We've also been denied access to observe in critical places in Georgia. In multiple swing states, counting was halted for hours and hours on election night with results withheld from major Democrat-run locations only to appear uh, later. And they suddenly appeared, and they all had the name Biden on them, or just about all, I think almost all, they all had the name Biden on them. 
which is a little strange. I challenge Joe and every Democrat to clarify that they only want legal votes. Because now, now look, there's again the evidence discussion. Um, Joe Biden should have no problem, Kurt, saying I only want legal votes. Do you agree? Any president, well, I, candidate, I agree, but he's uh, he's not doing that. I know, and but any presidential that candidate that's anybody. honorable would say, "Sure, of course, I only want legal votes." Now, let's not debate legal. Then let's let the courts ter- determine what legal is. Right? There's a process for this, folks. But the president saying, "I challenge all these Democrats to double down and say we only want legal votes." Will they say it? The answer is they won't. And you got to ask yourself, why will they not even say that? Anybody in their right mind would say we only want legal votes, wouldn't they? As they talk about votes, and I think they should use the word legal, legal votes. We want every legal vote counted, and I want every legal vote counted. We want openness and transparency, no secret count rooms, no mystery ballots, no illegal votes being cast after Election Day. You have Election Day, and the laws are very strong on that. You have an Election Day. And they don't want votes cast after Election Day, and they want the process to be an honest one. It's so important. We want an honest election, and we want an honest count, and we want honest people working back there because it's a very important job. So that's the way this country is going to win. That's the way the United States will win. And we think we will win the election very easily. We think there's going to be a lot of litigation because we have so much evidence, so much proof, and it's going to end up perhaps at the highest court in the land. We'll see. We think there'll be a lot of litigation because we can't have an election stolen like this. And I, I tell you, I would, I have been talking. All right, hang tight. We'll play more. This is, the president's very reason. We want honest elections. We want legal vote counts. We want legal voting, legal ballots. Why won't the Democrats say that's what they want also? Hi, I'm Patty, wife of former Congressman Steve Stockman. In Congress, Steve sought impeachment of Eric Holder for his corruption of the Justice Department and his fast and furious gun running that caused border agent Brian Talley's death. Steve called for arrest of Lois Lerner for her contempt of Congress as it investigated her targeting of conservative nonprofit groups. After four years, four grand juries, and millions of tax dollars, Steve Stockman is in prison. His case involved four checks to nonprofits. DOJ has one standard for Hillary Clinton, but another for folks like President Trump and my husband. We've spent all our savings, all Steve's retirement, and much of mine. Steve Stockman has fought for you and America. Won't you join me now to fight for Steve? To help, text FIGHT to 444-999, text F-I-G-H-T to 444-999, or go to DefendAPatriot.com, DefendAPatriot.com. Your call is being transferred to the listening ear, listening professionals dedicated to hearing you. Hello, listening here. Who am I listening to? Um, Carrie, but I was calling my mom. Yes, you were, but your mom was so busy, she felt it was important for you to have someone who could completely focus on listening to you and you alone. So she subscribed to our service. Go ahead, I'm listening. Well, I'm not quite sure. Where to start? Well, I can listen to school issues like science projects. I can listen to boy problems, although that's an extra $3 per call because of the emotional drain on me. How about we start with how you wish you had made cheerleader? I didn't try out for cheerleader. Um, this isn't, uh, Mary? Carrie. 
I'm Carrie. Oh, oh, sorry. There is no substitute for a loving parent. And when you really listen, love is what they'll hear. From the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, for more tips on strengthening your family, visit family.mormon.org. All right, with news, I'll just cut that off and go straight to the president. So the president continues here. Very reasoned, very appropriate commentary from the president for 16 minutes. And then at the end, they just go ballistic. All right, listen up. I've been talking about this for many months with all of you. And I've said very strongly that mail-in ballots are going to end up being a disaster. Small elections were a disaster. Small, very easy-to-handle elections were disastrous. Uh, this is a large-scale version, and it's getting worse and worse every day. We're hearing stories that are horror stories, absolute horror stories. And we can't let that happen to the United States of America. It's not a question of who wins, Republican, Democrat, Joe, myself. We can't let that happen to our country. Now, again, one of the most reasonable statements ever. It doesn't matter if it's me or Joe or whoever wins. As long as it's honest and upright, we cannot have this dishonesty and this corruption. We cannot have it. I don't think that you could make a more reasoned statement than that. And I don't see who in the right mind could disagree with that. We can't be disgraced by having something like this happen. So it will be hopefully cleared up, maybe soon, I hope soon. But it'll probably go through a process, a legal process. And uh, as you know, I've claimed certain states, and uh, he's claiming states, and we can both claim the states. But ultimately, I have a feeling judges are going to have to rule. But there's been a lot of shenanigans, and we can't uh, stand for that in our country. Thank you very much. Okay, now listen to this, ladies and gentlemen. I want you to just listen to this. He gets done. 15, 16 minutes of just peaceful, methodical breaking down. Hey, here's where I stand. Here's what I think. Here's why. Here's what's going on. Here's the lawsuits. Here's what we're doing. He gets done, and they make you believe he's just melting down, throwing his sucker in the dirt, getting crazy. None of it's the truth. You just heard it all in its entirety, right? Now, here's the press. Listen to how they behave. They have pandemonium. Everybody just, and then at the end, they're like, President, are you just being a sore loser? Wait a minute. Has the president lost, Kurt? They're making it sound like the president's already lost. He hasn't lost? I thought we were still counting the votes, Kurt. Well, but that's how the whole thing is. See, they were supposed to really just, the president was supposed to really just concede after he saw that, uh, hey, the polls showed him losing. Uh, there was Why would not he do that? supposed to be an election. Well, because that's, you know, I mean... They're the officials, they're the experts, they're the media, the, you know, the king men who basically want to control America and it's all, everything will be better with them in control. Right? Now, here's the next question for the mainstream press, Kurt, and, and we'll get to mm -hmm. the point you're going to make in just a second here, but I want to highlight this before we do. They say president has no evidence, okay? But right. here's the headline. Election chaos continues. As the Department of Justice sends armed agents to investigate. Now, if President Trump is talking about nothing, 
Why are armed Department of Justice agents going to investigate nothing, Kurt? Well, and the the guys on the other side are going to say that this is just the president sending in his hoods, um, you know, to get his way. Well, well, wait a minute. Somebody's let's say that he is. It. Hold on. Let's say that he is. You can right. say the president's deranged, but I got a question. Is the Department of Justice going to investigate and get to the bottom of it and get the truth or not? I want the Democrats to answer that question because if the answer is no, right. then they need to start, you know what, blaming or criticizing the Justice Department. If the answer is yes, we need to let them do their job, Kurt. Right. And that's that's where it really comes down, Sam. I mean, if you if you have people that basically just disregard the laws, which is what's happening on the uh, counting of the votes and this whole thing, that uh, then you just you know you everything's just thrown into craziness, Sam. There's no and doubt about it. Now you made a point on the break that I don't think people got to hear about enough, but I think we really need to drill into this point as well, Kurt. It's a valid point. Go ahead, sir. Well, that's right, uh, Sam. See, most uh, people, uh, if they're watching ABC, CBS, and NBC, um, let me stop you there. Though they, that is a significant portion of the population, Kurt. Well, I expect it is. I think it's going to be less and less. Uh, at least I believe, um, you know, more and more Americans are understanding. But if they are watching those, they didn't even get the full uh, remarks. They didn't even see their representatives going crazy at the end and acting all out of control because their networks cut away from the president and his reasoned remarks, in my opinion. And it just shows more of them you know, and their biases. And my question is, why would you cut away from the president of the United States? Well, and it goes to you, the thing you've taught us for so long, Sam. He who owns the media makes the rules, and they can portray it in their own way, and that's what they're doing. Yeah, it's crazy. All right, ready for the next headline, it goes, Kurt? It goes right along with the... Uh, Chris Wallace thing where he says, well, there doesn't seem to be any evidence, any hard evidence of fraud. Okay, well, Kurt, but here's know, the next if question. If you don't look at it, there won't be any. So election chaos continues as the DOJ sends armed agents to investigate. That's one headline. Here's the next headline. Are you ready? DOJ, that's the Department of Justice, now looking into vote fraud evidence in Nevada. Or in Nevada. Now, you want to know why they're looking into vote fraud evidence in Nevada, Kurt? The Democrats would try to say, well, the Justice Department is just doing Donald's bidding. That's what they're going to say. Here's the problem, though. There are election officials in Nevada that brought this to the Department of Justice's attention. President Trump did not. These uh, yep. people in the polls, um, at the polling places, have seen vote fraud, and they're saying, we see vote fraud here. We need you to investigate Justice Department. This isn't President Trump now. That's right. You know, the uh, headline that goes right along with, it, with that from Breitbart says Nevada GOP, that would be the people in Nevada, the, the Republican Party, sends criminal referral to Justice Department about instances of voter fraud. So, you know, it goes right along with what you're saying. They've got, you know, 
hard evidence uh, that Chris Wallace says, oh, that doesn't, uh, you know, doesn't appear to be there. Well, you know, uh, it's not that every vote is, you know, going to be fraud. But if you get enough of them and you do what the Democrats are famous for, you just keep counting until you win. And keep submitting and keep finding ballots and keep, 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 keep. And now here's the point. We're not saying George is all corrupt. We're saying Atlanta and specific Democratic districts have a problem. We're not saying that Michigan's totally corrupt. We're saying that, hey, in the Detroit hood where the Democrats have control of the uh, elections and the machines, then there's a problem. We're saying in specific locales, these st- we act like these states are up for grabs. They're not. Okay, what's up for grabs or what the debate is, it's boiled down to a few Republican stronghold inner cities where there's vote shenanigans going on, it is not debatable that that's going on. And even Barack Obama says it helps when Democrats are in charge of the machines. What does that mean, former president? When you make a statement like that, what does that mean? It helps when Democrats are in charge of the machines. Very serious, serious allegations going on here, ladies and gentlemen. This is not something to just take lightly. And I don't care if you agree with the president or not, um, in terms of his delivery. Okay? But what you can't disagree with are some of the points being made here. Okay, with the Department of Justice, they're not just going to go look everywhere for vote fraud because Donald's all mad. They're going to go, wait a minute, look, we, there's just no allegation of vote fraud. There's no credible evidence here. They can, the Justice Department can make short work of that, Kurt. They do this for a living consistently. We can debate their integrity. That's another topic. But they always rely on the Justice Department when they claim that Donald's guilty of ties to Russia. Okay, you can't have it both ways, right? All right, but let me give you a couple of other headlines that I think are really important to focus on. Um, what happens if we're not careful is we get so focused on, say, the, the elections. And we point out, you know, 50,000 anomalies with the elections. And I think that's justified and necessary. I really do. However... Um, I don't want to just completely ignore other stories that are in the news that we really need to be aware of. And we really need to highlight. Okay, let me give you an example to make the point. I don't know if you know in Utah, Kurt, but Dateline Utah, headline says this. For now, jury trials still on pause. Courts in most parts of the state have postponed Jury trials indefinitely. Dating back to the beginning of the coronavirus pandemic. Now, state officials say the goal is to limit traffic to courtrooms because they don't want to get people sick because of the COVID. They say it could put defendants, employees, jurors uh, in harm's way. And they say this. They have placed restrictions on jury trials until further notice. Kurt, this is a huge story. Can we accept in America that jury trials are just on hold indefinitely? Well, we you- shouldn't be, but there are so many, um, you know, things, uh, you know, the old phrase where it says, we've got such a target-rich environment, Sam. I mean, you you take the Constitution, a little booklet, and you start going down through there and you go, whoops, we're not doing this. We're not doing that. It's like when we look at the Ten Commandments. 
and we say, hey, are we a God-fearing nation? Are we keeping the Ten Commandments? Do, you know, do we uh, merit the blessings of God? And you start going down the list, whoops, 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 whoops. You know, I mean, it's just, hey, it's, it's everywhere, right? Yes. But I look at this and I go, I get that the presidential campaign is important, okay? But I don't see how you can just place restrictions on jury trials until further notice. I don't see how you can just say we're going to shut these down. Now, I get if you say we've got an emergency, we're going to shut it down for a week. I understand that there's legitimate situations. But, Kurt, indefinitely? We have no idea when you'll ever get a jury trial back, buddy. Jury trials are one of the most well, fundamental. because of the COVID, right? That's what they claim. I don't believe it. But, yes, that's what they claim. I think it's because they're tyrannical thugs and they're using the COVID as their dishonest excuse to run a train wreck over the Constitution. Okay? Constitutionally, this is one of the most fundamental constitutional realities that I get a jury of my peers. I'm innocent until proven guilty. And this idea, the founding fathers set a very high bar on this. This is what I mean by stories that just can't be ignored while we talk about the elections. The elections are important. But I submit to you that jury trials is at least as important. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, wrapping things up on your radio. Hard-hitting talk at your fingertips. I'm telling you right now, ladies and gentlemen, we have to have honesty. Honesty is the issue. And remember, he who owns the media makes the rules. So glad the new media has taken center stage, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks for being alongside for the ride. Hopefully it was educational and entertaining. For Sam, Kurt, and all liberty-loving Americans, lovingliberty.net, spread the word, tell the tale. We declare this nation shall endure. God save the Republic of the United States of America. <laughs>